0: Good morning, and welcome to the Spiral Into Control podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dempsey. I'm recording this in the morning, and it's the first time uh, recording a podcast early in the morning. A bit of an experiment for me, seeing uh, if I'm more more with it in the morning as opposed to the evening. I usually record in the evenings after uh, most of the day's events are done, my to-do list is done. All the work is done, and I have a quiet time by myself in the evening. But I thought, well, let's see if I'm uh, more fresh, more with it, um, if I speak better in the morning. And so far, I think not, (laughs) because just this intro bit, this is my fourth time recording it. I keep flubbing my words, Um, but we'll keep going. Uh, Maybe I just need to kind of get in the role or get things rolling. Or get in the zone. See, I can't even talk properly. I'm not usually a morning person. I like to be quiet in the morning. And have my coffee. I'm sipping my coffee and I usually have one big coffee in the in the day. Only one cup. But I have a a giant cup. <laughs> that my kids bought me. It's a huge cup. In fact, on the side of it says, The world's biggest mug for the world's best dad. <laughs> it was a nice Father's Day present I got one day. Anyways, uh... Today I want to talk about something that I've uh, I've been planning on talking about for a long time, and uh, I think it's important for me to talk about it because this uh, topic colors and informs a lot of the way I think um, in my worldview and my paradigm in life. Now, um, I want to talk about cults and my story of joining a cult. <laughs> um, it's a huge topic for me because it was a big part of my life so um, yeah I'm gonna warm myself up for that and so stay tuned I'll be back I just spoke for 14 minutes about cults and how I joined a cult and I don't know, the whole time I was speaking, it was just very uncomfortable. The words weren't coming out right. I was just fumbling all my words and saying the wrong thing and backtracking on what I was saying and questioning everything I was saying. So I scrubbed the whole thing. Um, And I'm just going to start again. This is a very difficult topic for me. Um, It shouldn't be because... Yeah, I mean, it's just something I've thought about a lot in my life, just because uh, I was a member of this church, and uh, it really was the most important thing in my life for a long time. Um, We were just thrust into it as kids. I was about 10 years old, 11 years old, and in the previous segment that I just scrapped, I I went into detail about how we joined the church. I'm not probably I'm probably not even going to get into it. Um it's boring. I think maybe some people would want to know it. I am not I'm not even sure. Um but I as I was speaking uh about our story of how we joined the cult. Um It was just going it was long. It was you know after 14 minutes I haven't even you really spoken about what I really wanted to speak about, and it was uh, I wanted to speak about the signs of a of a cult, how how you how you know you're in a cult, and I just rambled on, and I'm still rambling on now. Like I said, it's a very difficult topic for me to to speak about, but it's a very important one. Um, probably the most important podcast um, that I've, you know, probably the most important podcast of all the ones I've I've I've. Um, I've uh, spoken of or or, or recorded so far. So forgive me if I'm not speaking as eloquently as I should or I have in the past. Not that I think I'm an eloquent speaker. um, But uh, yeah, this is a weird one for me because I I go back into preacher mode really quick when I speak about these topics. And it's uncomfortable for me. Honestly, it is. Um, This church... That we were a part of. I, uh, I began. I was became involved in the ministry, the church ministry, and I started speaking in different places around the world, around North America. So I was like a cult leader in training, really. <laughs> so it's it's something that I, I don't want to uh, that mode. I don't want to get back back into. I don't want to get into that zone where I start becoming a a fire and brimstone preacher again, even though. I, I don't I don't try to uh proselytize or try to uh you know convert anybody anymore but when I start talking about this topic it 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 I start feeling uncomfortable um which is weird which is really weird I, I it's, it's hard for me to explain <laughs> so in the intro for this podcast you know I had to re-record it four times four or five times And then when i started the podcast proper um like i said i I recorded 14 minutes now i'm still repeating my words rambling on i I don't even know if i'm going to post this podcast but if you're listening to it it must mean i posted it Um, but also know that i've had to start and stop delete (laughs) re-record yeah also it's early in the morning and and I don't usually speak early in the morning. And I just had this huge giant cup of coffee. So those are my excuses today. Wow, I really am rambling. <laughs> Sorry about this. But yeah, let's just skip. Let's skip to like some, some, some useful information. Rather than me talking about myself and my story. Uh, maybe I'll warm up to that and talk about that later. But let's just talk about some useful information. How do you know a cult? Is a cult. Sometimes I hesitate to use the word cult because it might come off as derogatory or uncharitable to- towards the people that are in a in a religious group. Now, there's different kinds of cults. Okay, there's there's cults that are are horrible, like you think of like David Koresh. Or the Jones cult or any other cult where it ends in disaster, it ends in death, it ends in um, people losing their lives or um, people being abused. Not every cult is like that. And and a lot of people that are in authoritative, uh, authoritarian churches or churches where uh, the leaders have a lot of control over the congregation and its members... um, Not all of them are as abusive as others. And there's people in places that they felt, this is doing good for me, and they're not hurting anybody. So why are you calling it a cult? That's very hurtful. And I don't mean to hurt anybody. I don't mean to... um, um. Another reason why this is hard for me is because I still have a lot of friends and family um, in this group that we left... That I care about, still to this day, I care about, and I have a lot, a lot of love in my heart towards them, and a lot of fond memories. And I don't get to see them anymore, so um, I can still get emotional about this topic because I do care about them a lot, and I miss them. And um, if you know, so it's, I shouldn't, but I often think, oh, what, ha- what would happen if they hear me talking about them in such way? Would they get offended? Um, Would I be hurting them by speaking about them? And they might take it personally. And uh, I shouldn't. You know, I shouldn't color my words or change my words based on them. They're probably not listening anyways. But, like, I can't help but think, oh, what what if they're listening? And I shouldn't care. I shouldn't care about offending them. But... I do. I can't help it. I can't help it. I still care about them. And I still, as as I talk about these things, I still think about the old members in the group. Um, So if they're listening, don't get offended by what I say. Um, I'm speaking about things that are bigger than just your group. I'm thinking of churches all over the world, uh, groups all over the world, religions all over the world, big and small. And some of them some of them are good some of them are not so good Um, so let's talk about the qualities of a not so good religious group one that we might call a cult now i'm just going to talk about things off the top of my head i don't have a list written down um i've thought about this a lot so i should be able to to speak about it without a list if i can get through this and, and you might be thinking of joining a group, a, a religious group, or, or you might be in one. And you might be wondering, is this a cult? <laughs> well, these are the signs that you're in a cult or looking at a cult. All right? And it might have some of these or not all of these. It might have all of these or just a few of these things, okay? So the first one is the leader is the ultimate authority. Right? The leader or the leaders are the ultimate authority. That you have to listen to the leader. Whatever the leader says is right. And there's a strong emphasis on obedience. That there's a lot of rules and regulations. In our church, we just call them guidelines. Oh, they're just guidelines. Uh, We're not lawful here. Uh, We just have guidelines some of the guidelines we have, and it was written on a piece of paper in the back of the meeting hall that we had, like, you can't have more than five people in a group, right? So if you're going out, just to what we call fellowship, or if you're just hanging out at the coffee shop or going to somebody's house, you can't have more than five of you in the group. Um, you can't have, uh, a male and female together alone, without permission. Um, and if you meet in the group, you can't you can't bring any books and pass any books um, or any information that hasn't been approved by the oversight or the ministry or the pastor. Uh, you can't even, not even the Bible, <laughs> which is hard to believe when we were a Bible-based church. If two guys, we call them brothers, if two brothers um, got together and started talking about the Bible together, that wasn't allowed, right? Because you can't have your own... Ideas you can't. They they had to really control the information, right? So you're not allowed to criticize the leader, even if the criticism you think is true. You're not allowed to, right? You're probably in a cult. You're probably in a cult if you cannot criticize the leader, that he is above reproach. I remember even st- stupid little things like, um, I remember I was talking to somebody uh, about buying a car, and I like black cars. I always have like black cars like black is my favorite color. And I said, "Yeah, I'm going to get a black car." And they said, "Oh, you shouldn't get a black car." Uh our apostle, we call him our apostle, which is our the leader of the whole church who lived in Australia. He he doesn't like black cars. He said he owned a black car once and he was washing it every week cuz the the dust and the dirt just showed up, so you shouldn't get a black car. And I said, we have to listen to him even with the color of the car. <laughs> and then I got scolded just for saying that. It's like, you never support him. <laughs> oh, man. I remember another time where somebody was talking about, uh, you know, we we're just among f- friends. And we, th- we were talking about um, what's better to have cold showers or, or hot showers. And somebody said, "Well, Pastor So and So, and again the leader apostle, he uh, he says that he has uh, a hot shower, and then he ends it off with a cold shower to close his pores." And the discussion ended right there. <laughs> you couldn't say any more. And I remember sitting there during that conversation, thinking, oh, "Okay, that that ends it. You can't you can't say anything." He had the final word, even even on how to have a shower now you might think some people might think well well, that's just the people well yeah that's it's yeah you know if if, when 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 they you're in a group where they put the the leader on a pedestal you might be in a cult right when another another thing and if, if the group suppresses any form of skepticism if it shuts down any questions and it controls information you're probably in a cult, right? If you're not allowed to study other sources, you're not allowed to go to other churches, you're not allowed to uh, read publications from other organizations, you're not allowed to read books that, um, um, that other, other groups spread, unless it's approved or pre-approved by the ministry, you might be in a cult. Now, if you criticize them, and you're called apostate, or you're labeled as a a divisive person, or or whatever, you might be in a cult. And if the group uh, delegitimizes former members, or speaks ill of former members, um, as if the former members, their experience experience is is null and void and invalid, uh, that you shouldn't listen to former members, and you should... They should be ostracized they should be excommunicated they should be put out of fellowship you shouldn't have anything to do with them you might be in a cult now all three of these things were present in this church that we joined we just didn't know it at the time if your group or this group you're looking at this church group religious group is paranoid about the outside world it might be a cult right if the end of the world is near they're talking about Armageddon, and we need to be set apart from this world because there's nothing but doom, destruction, fire, and brimstone for the rest of the world. You might be in the cult, right? If the group relies on shaming, shame tactics, right? Um, you're shamed for your for your conduct, uh, for your appearance, your, you know, I don't know for for sexual orientation uh, who you're in a relationship what media you consume music movies all that sort of stuff if there's all this guilt put up upon you and you have to live a life of guilt because of the things you do in your free time and you got to keep it all a secret you might be in a cult right um man i, ca- I could go go on uh, a big one for me and which was a something that i always questioned and It had me, it was was the catalyst of me eventually leaving, which is another story. I won't get into uh, the story of me escaping the cult uh, until a later podcast. Um, But this is a big one. If if a group you're, you're looking at, the group in question is elitist, you might be in a cult. It might be a cult. Now, the church we joined believed that they were the only true church in the world, All other churches were false churches. We called them so-called churches. When we referred to other church groups, we called them those so-called churches because they weren't the true church. Our church was the only true church. Now, there's a lot of groups like that. ours wasn't wasn't the only one, but um, our group was very small. Um, Maybe 3,000 people worldwide, and most of the churches, most of those people were in Australia. (laughs) So, the church was only 3,000 people, and most of them were Australian. Those were the only people going to heaven. Everybody else was going to hell. You you might ask, you know, like, how how could you join a church like this? Well, first of all, I was uh, 10 years old, so I'm going to blame it on my parents. (laughs) Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, But they got us into it. But I want to talk about something, um, did I talk about this yet? Like, it's hard for me to know what I've talked about, because like I said, I've I've recorded things and deleted it um, a few times already in the process of recording this podcast. But uh, this looks like one I'm going to have to edit, just so I can re-listen before I post it, because I'm not sure if I'm repeating myself or not. I don't usually edit my podcast, I just speak in, in one chunk, and then... Upload. All my podcasts have been like that, but this one's a bit more difficult for me. Did I talk about the frog in the pot analogy? I'm not sure, but I'll talk about it again if I haven't. I know I did, but I don't know if I I scrapped that recording. But if you want to boil a frog in a pot, you don't just throw a frog in a pot of boiling water. If you do that, the frog is just going to jump right out. So, what you do is you put the frog in water that's comfortable for it. I don't know what <laughs> what temperature a frog would like, whether it's cold or lukewarm. but you put a frog in the in a pot of, of of comfortable water. and it'll be swimming in that in that pot all comfortably, and then you slowly turn up the heat so it boils itself to death over time and it doesn't jump out. And that's how a lot of these religious groups work where, you know, you, I, say, I lay out all these things, these 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 hallmarks, these traits of a cult, and you think, why would anybody join a church if they were like that? It's not like that when you first join a church. You go there, and you're what we call love-bombed. You're just bombed with love, joy, and peace. All the good things. We talk about the blessings. We talk about the... The, 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 the care that we have for each other. You know, all of a sudden you come into this group and you have an instant family, an instant community, and you love this, these people, and they love you. And it feels great. And later on, things get a little bit different, right? Um, uh, there's more restrictions placed on you. Um, you think, okay, well, you've been here in this group for for some time now. Maybe you should stop doing that, that thing, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you shouldn't listen to that music anymore. Maybe you shouldn't be watching those movies anymore. You know, there's a lot of grace put upon somebody who's new, or exercised on somebody who's new in a group. You think, oh, well, he's new. Um, you know, we can turn turn a blind eye to to what he's doing. But afterwards, the rules. Start coming down, and they start coming quick, right? You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say that. You have to be doing this. Oh, you should be going to all the meetings now. And with our group, we, you know, we had, we were going multiple times a week. It was an, church wasn't like an hour on a Sunday. It was all day Sunday, literally all day from morning to night, because you had like the morning or afternoon meeting. Uh, that was just for the regular members, and you had an evangelical meeting for new people, which there hardly ever was any new people. (laughs) But you had that meeting anyways. And then Wednesday nights, we had a midweek meeting. And Saturdays, we had a young people's meeting. And often on Saturdays, we had a prayer and fast where all day long you pray. Sometimes we'd have three-day fasts, where three days we just like prayed and read the Bible and whatever. And uh, we'd have outings where we would meet at the park um, quite regularly, at least once a month. And two weeks, at least two weeks in the summer, we'd have a church camp. You know, we'd use our vacation time. A lot of times, you know, this is the only paid vacation you got, but you spend it with the church. And then through the, through the week, on the evenings, we were encouraged to fellowship with, with members. You know, you, you had to do that, you know, <laughs> once or twice or as, mu- as much as possible. You spent all your time with this group. And like I said in the beginning, it's great because all of a sudden you have friends, you have like an instant family, you have a, a support network. All these things that I would encourage anybody, even today, to go find in their life. But usually you have to work hard for that outside of a, a church group. You have to kind of go out and socialize and, and schedule time to see family and friends. Whereas this, it was all scheduled for you. All of a sudden you had, you had a place to go. You had a schedule. You had, you know, you had your midweek meeting. You had your, your Sundays. You had your Saturdays. You had these outings. You had camp and stuff. And, and for some people, it's, it's great. But after a while, it becomes stifling right? But you're stuck now. You're stuck because you can't leave, because these are all your friends. This is your family. And if you leave, they won't talk to you anymore. Or if you get kicked out, again, they won't talk to you anymore. So, you know, I want to talk about uh, in a moment, I'm just going to pause the recording um but i'm going to talk about uh, come back and i'm going to talk about um um what do you call it uh there's different ways to say it in our in our church we called it uh, putting out of fellowship the, putting people out of fellowship the reason why i hesitate when i talk is because um in in another hallmark or trait of a of a cult is they have their own terminology <laughs> for a lot of words um they have their own language, the way they speak, uh, and uh, I have to rethink a lot of the words I'm using because I, I mean, I might start using it on this podcast and assume people would understand, but but you don't because you don't you don't speak in that way. So I'm going to talk about um, excommunicating members or putting people out of fellowship and uh, shunning, ostracizing all of those those things and, and tactics that these. These, uh, these groups use. I'll be back. Yeah, I just grabbed a sip of coffee and uh, sat in silence for a bit as I con- just to contemplate what I was going to speak about next. Yeah, this like I said, this is a very difficult one for me to, to talk about. I had planned on just talking about my story and how we got involved in a cult and why we joined it and the whole story of joining the cult, but I'll, maybe I'll save the details of that for a future podcast. And uh, I already know that I'm going to have to split this up into multiple podcasts because uh, it's going to be too long. Um, and I'm second guessing a lot of stuff I'm saying and, and like I said, it's a difficult one for me. Usually when I speak, I just try to just speak and whatever comes out, comes out and I just go with it. Otherwise I just, you know, you know, second guess everything and, and procrastinate in posting of a podcast, um, because I'm not speaking properly, but, uh, I want to try not to do that with everything I do. Um, yeah you know i am a bit of a perfectionist and i don't i don't put anything out there unless it's perfect and uh it's been kind of a resolution of mine in the last couple years to just stop doing that just put stuff out there be it podcasts or music or photography or any work that i do just just put it out there and and uh just get it done so i'm gonna do that today see i'm just i'm talking to myself right now encouraging myself just let ryan just do it just, you know, you're not going to please everybody with your words, and you're not going to, not everybody's going to like what you have to say, but just do it anyways. So, yeah, back to the, the cult. Okay, another tactic they do is they shun members that have left the cult or left the group, or they put people out of fellowship. They excommunicate people uh, permanently or for a time based on, you know, things that they've done wrong. You know, they talk about, in our church, we had all these guidelines. They call it guidelines just to kind of soften them. But they're rules, they're laws, they're regulations. If you break the rules, you'll get put out of fellowship. You'd get you kicked out of the church um, for a time. And you might think, wow, I mean, this, this the church or this group sounds horrible. It's probably a good thing to be kicked out. Maybe so, but... Uh, you don't think that at the time, because what happens when you join a church like this or a group like this is you lose all ties with everybody outside the group because you're spending all your time with everybody in the group. Like I mentioned before, you know all the meetings you have, all the days of fellowship and the outings and the camp and and all that. You turn to these people for everything, for all the support. Uh, be it emotionally or, um, you know, babysitting each other's kids, um, inviting each other out to to birthdays and uh, different celebrations. Um, If you have to move house, everybody that's coming out to help you will be people in the church, and you get a lot of support from the church community, and they become your life. And if you lose that, if you get put out of fellowship even for a short time, you really feel it because <laughs> it's like all your friends, all your family, you don't get to see them anymore. And that's the other sign or trait of a cult where the people that aren't attending, uh, even temporarily or you know they're, they're put out of fellowship or people who leave, you're not allowed to see them anymore. You're not allowed to talk to them you're supposed to shame them they're supposed to feel the shame because that's the only way they'd ever come back and you want them to come back for their sake of their soul apparently like i said this group was very elitist they were the only true church you couldn't go to another church there was no other option there was just this church and if you don't join this church or continue to keep going to this church from you know the moment you find it till your death or you know the end of the world. You're going to be judged a sinner, and you're going to go to hell, whether you believe that or not. Um, now, obviously, I don't believe that anymore. But that's what we believed at the time. So this this shunning, this shunning tactic, it's a big one. It's a big tactic. You know, when you start being shunned, or ostracized, or excommunicated by your family in the church, uh, your friends in the church, it's very painful, and for a lot of people, it's it's what keeps them in there. Um, yeah, I, I could say a lot about this topic, but um, yeah, I, did. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna go on and on. I have a lot of stories to tell, and and one thing I keep telling myself with this podcast was like, don't stress about it too much. There'll be another podcast. You can always say more next time. Okay, so I've I've spoken about a few red flags or traits of a cult already. Um I know, and it's now it's just a case of like maybe expounding on those things or saying a little bit more about it. So we talk about, you know, that zeal zealous commitment to the leader, um, that absolute authority. Okay. If you see that, you might be in a cult. And you know, this it's more than just admiration for the leader, it's just kind of this they, they just see them as above the law, above re, re, uh, repute. Or refute? <laughs> What's the right word? Um, and if you're in a group that uh, they discourage questioning, they co- discourage dissent, uh, they discourage criticism of the group itself, of the church, of the leaders, you might be in a cult. All right? Um, you know, what else can I say? Oh, if you if you're in a group that you have to ask permission before doing certain things, you might be in a cult. If you have to go to your leader and ask permission, you know, is this book approved? Um, hey, we're going on a vacation and we might have to miss a meeting. Like anytime I went somewhere, and as as growing up, I was very I tried to be as involved as I could on in other things. Like I, I was a musician and uh, I was also studying to be a pilot. And Anytime I had to do an activity that would have me missing a church meeting, I'd have to like ask permission, right? And if you <laughs> if you didn't ask permission, you would you'd be in big trouble, right? If you did something that uh, that was kind of against the rules or bending the rules a bit, and you didn't ask permissions, you would be in, in big trouble, right? So I'm just recapping a few things. If the group is elitist. Then it might be a cult. If it believed that we are the only church of its kind, or you know there is no other church like it, and uh, you know if you don't go to this one, you go to hell, you might be in a cult. Or this might be a cult. Um, what else can I say? Uh, a strong us versus them mentality, right? Other churches are wrong. You don't fellowship with other churches. You don't fellowship with other groups. Um, You don't even entertain uh, the thought of learning from other people. That was definitely a hallmark or trait of the group that I was in. Um, Yeah, the shame tactics, we talked about that. Um, Here's a big one. Breaking up families. Right, you have to cut off ties with your family, like uh, you know. When my parents first joined, they were very zealous. They told their family out of care, out of love for their family, they believed that they found this truth, this truth, and they found this church. And you had to join this church. And if you, j- you didn't join this church, your life would be doomed. So they told all their family really quick. All my aunts and uncles and cousins, and they told them all. And. They told them, but all of the, they were rejected, and all of a sudden now the family and the friends are all Christ rejectors, and you can't have fellowship with Christ rejectors, can you? And um, or you'd bring a family member into the church, but they wouldn't like it; they'd leave the church. They left the church. You're not allowed to hang out with them. You can't see them again. So there's this separation of families, this this breaking of family ties. It's that's another trait of a cult. Um, you cut ties with outsiders. Um, and I could go on and on. I don't know whether I should. I think I've said enough, actually. Um, I just want to be really thorough. I spoke about the time commitment. That's the other thing. If it's such a huge time commitment, you might be in a cult. Um, If you're socializing with only church members, you might be in a cult. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I I can keep going. I'm not going to. I'm going to leave it there. That's enough traits. And I just want to say that every single one of those traits was present in this group that I was in. Um, So... I'm going to pause and I'm going to think again. Yeah, this is the worst podcast I've ever recorded. (laughs) Oh man. I'm just so, uh, yeah, just, just, it's tough. It's a tough one for me. I'm not, I'm not in the zone, Usually, I get into this like speaking zone where I just kind of, I just speak and and I just go with the words I'm saying. Um, I'm very being very too calculating in the words I'm I'm saying, and you'd think that would make for uh, a more polished um, podcast or you know uh, more well thought out thoughts and ideas, but it's 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 the opposite when I try to try to speak that way. That's not the way I like to speak. I just like to speak off the cuff, from the heart, from the top of my head, and speak. Um, so forgive me if uh, this is your first time listening to, to this podcast. Don't judge all my podcasts like this. Or, if you're a long-time listener, I don't know, you'd be a long time, because I haven't been doing this for very long, but uh, you've been listening to, to my podcasts, and and. uh you're like, wow, this is Ryan usually speaks better than this. Yeah, forgive me. This is a tough topic for me. And I keep repeating myself. I've said that over and over again. But uh, I'm going to leave this podcast there. I think I've said enough. And uh, hopefully now that I've got this first podcast about cults out, um, the, the next ones will be better. So I'll speak on this topic again and consider this like a test run or a warm up. On the topics of cults and abusive churches and authoritative religions, because I'm going to talk about this a lot, and I don't speak about this to be mean to anybody or, you know, I'm not, I'm not anti-religion. I'm not anti-church. I'm just very careful, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot on this topic. Um, life lessons. Big life lessons that affected me and affected a lot of people. And if I just hold these things in and not share these, these lessons with other people, I, I feel like I'm being, it's like a disservice. And it's, whenever you go through anything in life, now this is just, goes beyond just this topic of cults and religion and what have you. Any sort of, anything in life. Uh, negative things, uh, trauma, trauma tragedy, um, things that shake you to the core of your being, and that shape you in the future, um, it's hard to find any good in it. And it's hard to find anything positive. But there is one thing that you can always say about anything you go through is, I learned lessons from this, I learned from this. And if you don't use those lessons, and if you don't come to that realization that you learned something that would benefit you in the future or other people, then it, it really is a tragedy. Really, it is just all negative. And really it is. It's just like a bad thing that you went through, a hurtful thing, a damaging thing. But you don't want to... The, 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 the first thing you can say to yourself um, to get through this thing in a self-therapeutic way and in, in, in part of the healing process is, wow, I really learned a few things. Man, I learned a lot from that situation that I can apply later in my life in other situations that I can teach other people. And uh, that's how I got through this. That's how I got through this part of my life. I can look back and I think, wow, I learned a lot. So I'm still applying those things that I've learned and I, it's, it's affecting me all the time and everything that I do. So in that I see a positive. I see growth, I see good, I see healing. So, you know, I hope I've hope this helps somebody. I don't know whether it did because like I said, you know, as I was recording this podcast, I think, man, you're just you're all over the place. You're you're incoherent. Uh you're not even speaking proper sentences. So, yeah. But uh like I said in pod, past podcasts, with my art um write for the wastebasket man (laughs) that's that's how that's like probably the best advice somebody gave that i that i heard um that uh if you're writing something you're 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 making art you're recording something you're making music you're writing blogs recording podcasts just do it for the wastebasket do it like you're gonna chuck it and just do it and then as you do it (laughs) You might think, hey, might as well share this. I've done it already. So (laughs) that certainly applies to this podcast. I'm not really proud of it. It probably sucks. But um, yeah, it is what it is. I recorded it. I might as well post some of it. So you're not going to get all my rants today, sorry. Or not sorry. That's probably a good thing because a lot of it is (laughs) trash. But, uh, yeah, you have yourself a good day. I hope you guys had a good uh, Christmas and New Year's. And um, I'll catch you on the next podcast, and hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll feel better about it. Thank you very much.